Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jonna Gherkin, FY18 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is a recipient of SWE's Global Leadership Award, Karen Ramsey-Item. She is currently the Global Technical Operations Excellence and Capacity Planning Leader at Cummins. Previously, she worked at Dow Chemical and NASA's Kennedy Space Center. She has a bachelor's, master's, and PhD in mechanical engineering. Thanks for joining us, Karen. Hi, Jonna. Thank you for uh, inviting me to be on this podcast. And we're happy to have you. So, Karen, you've been at Cummins for about 20 years. Can you tell us about your background and your career? I'd love to. Um, so um, let me start with with my family. I'm the youngest of uh, four kids, and I'm 10, 11, and 13 years younger than my siblings. My oldest brother, um, Chuck, is also a mechanical engineer, and he is a large part of why I became a, a mechanical engineer. And uh, between him and uh, my mom uh, teaching me to sew on um, a, uh, a very old-fashioned sewing machine, a treadle sewing machine, where you have all of the gears and belts and pulleys all exposed, um, that uh, was a great inspiration for me, just being able to see that and watch that, uh, how it worked. And uh, over um, my childhood, I spent a lot of time uh, uh, putting things together, taking things apart, and uh, solving problems. And... um, as I uh, started thinking about going to college, um, it was very clear that engineering uh, would be a, a good place for me to be because, uh, you know, engineers really spend a lot of time solving problems and trying to fix things. Um, I uh, uh, have uh, been very fortunate in that I've had some really good work experiences, um, starting with NASA at Kennedy Space Center being able to contribute in, in some small part uh, to the space program, um, being able to um, do some uh, work in the area of uh, materials uh, research uh, for the, the space program. Um, I did that as a, a co-op student. So um, throughout my undergrad studies, I spent uh, two and a half years um, on site um, at the Space Center, uh, would do a, um, well, I did a year of study, so did my freshman year in college, and then went to work at uh, the, the Space Center for a year, because um, we did year-long assignments. Um, so I spent uh, two full years doing that, and then um, went back again for um, a midterm break, uh, to keep my eligibility as an employee um, before I went into the master's degree program. And then 
once I got my master's degree, um, I actually went to work for Dow Chemical in uh, Plaquemine, Louisiana, which is just outside of Baton Rouge. And I was one of a, a small group of mechanical engineers um, at a very large um, facility for Dow, um, where most of the engineers um, were chemical engineers um, managing the processes of uh, bulk uh, chemical production. And uh, that gave me a, a very different perspective uh, to what mechanical engineers can do um, and included um, working on things as, as basic and simple as uh, brine pumps and as large and complex as gas turbines uh, that were being used uh, to um, break apart hydrocarbons um, so that you could use um, the, the base components of hydrocarbons in uh, chemical production. Um, about uh, midway through my first year with Dow Chemical, I got a phone call from a mentor I had had during uh, graduate school, and she had gotten a National Science Foundation grant uh, that was specifically targeting females uh, to get their PhD and um, become active role models in academia for other women. Uh, so really trying to um, increase the, the number of women uh, instructors, uh, educators in the engineering uh, workforce. And um, she just made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And uh, so I ended up going back uh, to grad school and uh, got my PhD. And um, uh, while in uh, the doctoral program, um, I um, um, got married and um, uh, my husband um, is a faculty member at the university where I was getting my uh, graduate degree. Um, and uh, so with that, I uh, then um, wanted to find work, a job um, that was near the university. And um, I got a phone call from uh, a colleague uh, that I had been in the master's degree program with. And he was working for um, what was then Fleet Guard, is now Cummins Filtration. And they were looking for someone uh, to run their uh, materials engineering lab. And so I interviewed and uh, was offered the job. Um, I had at that point finished um, all of my classes for my, doctor, my doctoral degree, um, but had not yet completed writing my dissertation. Um, and uh, Cummins was willing to let me um, work, uh, full-time and still, um, complete my dissertation. And so I started, um, working for Cummins in December of 1997. And it's, uh, been a very interesting and crazy ride ever since. Um, I've been able to stay in the technical organization throughout the 20 years, but have taken, um, a variety of roles. Um, I, you know, as I said before, I started out 
in materials engineering, running a lab um, that um, over um, you know about five or six years uh, changed to other types of um, engineering tests. Uh, I eventually was responsible for all of the um, engineering services within Cummins Filtration. I then um, moved to India for a year and was responsible for um, an analysis and design group that Cummins has um, based there. Um, And we were providing um, analysis services for the corporation. Um, When I came back um, from India, I then uh, took on um, more of the the global technical operations. So looking at um, the capital resources. So, um, you know, the major investments that you make into things like engine test cells, uh, large labs, technical centers, um, and making sure that our engineers have the right uh, capabilities at hand um, to do the design, development, validation of technologies and products. So it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting uh, career so far. <laughs> certainly. Certainly sounds like it has. So let's stick with uh, your work in India. Uh, you recently received Swiss Global Leadership Award for partial, in part because of your experience in India. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and specifically why Cummins India has been able to attain a really diverse engineering workforce that has 30% women. I'd love to talk about that. Um, So within uh, the company, we have an organization uh, called the Technical Women's Initiative and Leadership Team. And our intent is to achieve gender balance across um, our entire technical organization. In India, um, just in the city where we're um, primarily based, at least um, the technical organization, that city is Pune. Um, It's about um, a four-hour drive from uh, Mumbai. And in Pune alone, there are over 5,000 engineering graduates every year. Now, It's not a true 50-50 gender split um, across those graduates, but there's still a large number um, of women that are graduating every year in engineering in India. And so we've actually seen that as being a huge opportunity for us uh, to be able to improve our gender balance again, across our global organization. Um, And we've made just huge progress um, in India. Uh, During the year that I was on assignment there, um, I actually um, had that as one of my primary targets was to um, grow our technical organization. And while I grew the technical organization, I also was charged with trying to improve the gender balance. And so we went from um, 125 engineers to almost 400 engineers in the year that I was there. And over that period of time, we were able 
uh, to achieve um, around a 28% um, female across um, those engineers. And we've continued to work and progress um, across the, the organization. Today, we've got um, right at 1,600 engineers based in India, and we're stable at about 35% females today. And again, a big piece of it is um, uh, our, our top leaders see this as um, a very um, uh, you know, aggressive goal, goal for us um, to be able to do this, but also that it's um, we want to have the same perspective in our engineers as we have in our customer base. So including gender as one of um, the areas of, of diverse perspectives is it's just a you know you you are going to do that um we've um as we've as we've done this um the things that we're doing in the culture in the company help everyone so um, policies um to improve our maternity leave have also um we've um, also started um, a very strong paternity leave program, um, especially in India. Um, we were one of the first employers um, to introduce uh, a full month of, mater of paternity leave. And we have six months of maternity leave um, as standard. Um, we also do um, quite a bit in terms of uh, flexibility. Um, flex uh, work hours. Um, many of our engineers have roles that are uh, global, where they're on a global team. And so they will um, shift their work schedule where they're coming in uh, later in the day um, and staying later. Um, we've also um, introduced um, uh, company transportation. So, um, you know, Pune is a, a relatively large city, about 6 million people. And um, uh, during different times of day can take, um, you know, a couple of hours to get um, across uh, the, the full city. And so um, we've introduced um, busing uh, to allow employees um, um, that as a benefit where they don't have to drive themselves um, across um, and um, it allows them, um, I think, a, you know, a lot of um, a benefit in, in that, not having to, to face the traffic. Um, we also have an on-site creche. Uh, so uh, creche is a, a child care facility. Um, we have nursing mother rooms. Um, you know, there's there's many things that we've we've targeted and introduced. So, Karen Cummins is also one of the founding members of SWE's STEM Reentry Task Force. Has this program been successful for Cummins? So, um, you know, I'm just so excited about our reentry program. Um, Cummins Repower um, is now um, into its second cohort. 
and um, being able to participate in the pilot program and having this, the support of SWE as well as iRelaunch um, as we were um, defining what our program was going to be and how we were going to um, actually operate it. It was such a significant help um, to be able to hear what the other companies were doing, um, to understand where they saw success and where they had um, any issues. It's been, I think, um, very successful, um, even though perhaps the numbers are smaller in terms of the number of returners that we've had to date. Um, with the first cohort, we targeted 10 returners, but we only had four. Um, but all four of them have had a very positive experience. All four have transitioned from a returnship to a full-time employee. With the second cohort, we again targeted having 10 in the cohort. Um, we have nine. Um, so we did a little bit better, I guess, this go around um, in terms of the recruitment. Um, and with the second cohort, we expanded our geographic region. Um, so with the first cohort, we were only in southern Indiana, uh, where we're headquartered. And with the second cohort, um, we're in southern Indiana again, uh, but also have added the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Um, and so the cohort is um, relatively equally, equally split between the two sites with five in southern Indiana and four in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Um, the, the different uh, positions and roles and responsibilities across the cohort um, are just amazing. Um, I meet with um, each of the individual returners once a month uh, to, to really understand um, their experience, um, to make tweaks as we go along as needed, um, and, and basically just to be um, an additional sounding board for them. You know, they have um, an immediate manager. They, each one has a mentor. Um, they have their cohort, um, so we onboarded um, all of them together. They were all together throughout the full week of onboarding, and then um, they uh, are also, you know, able to have um, each other sort of as as buddies, if you will. Um, uh, most of them um, have someone um, who's either in the same offices with them or very nearby. Um, and so that, that continues to be an ongoing um, uh, part of the cohort. Um, but, but again, just their, their work, it's across all of our products, it's across um, all of our technical organizations. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to hear their stories of, of you know, um, it's not just women, um, uh, it's men and women that are in this program. And they've, they've had to leave their careers for a variety of reasons. Um, 
One is um, a refugee um, who came to the U.S. Um, from Syria um, it, about five years ago, six years ago, um, has been working um, in maintenance in a parking garage um, just to survive um, since he came to the U.S. And this has been his opportunity to go back into engineering. Um, we've got others who um, who left um, engineering uh, to be stay-at-home parents, um, you know, be primary caregivers uh, for um, a spouse or a parent. Um, you know, lots of different reasons why why they've left um, engineering, um, but. To have this kind of formal opportunity to re-enter their careers, um, it, it's it's just amazing. Um, not just that Cummins is doing this, but but that so many companies are now doing this with the guidance and with coaching from SWE. Um, just hugely successful. Yes, it has been. Thank you for sharing that, Karen. For those of our listeners who are not familiar with the STEM reentry program, please go to reentry.swe.org for more information on our program for folks returning back to work after being out of the engineering workforce for two years. So, Karen, uh, you are, have been a member of SWE for a while. When exactly did you join SWE? So, um, un unfortunately, I didn't join SWE. Uh, in college. Um, and I would encourage anyone listening to the podcast to join SWE as early as possible because it's it's definitely made a huge impact to my career. But I joined SWE um, in 2002. Um, a friend of mine and I um, wanted to do an outreach program specifically targeting uh, girls in grades uh, four through eight um, to try and introduce them to engineering. And we wanted to do this um, as part of eWeek in early 2003. And so this was late September timeframe in 2002. And my friend uh, called me and said, hey, there's this organization, Society of Women Engineers, and they've got a conference coming up in Detroit. Would you like to go? Because they kind of know about how to do these things, speaking of the outreach programs. And uh, so Sally and I went uh, to Detroit to the conference and were just absolutely blown away. And so my conference um, registration fee then made me a SWE member um, for a year, and I have been a member ever since. And uh, the outreach program we were able uh, to do in February, and we had almost 70 young women who participated in that, and it has become an annual outreach program um, ever since. And we also added a high school program uh, later um, that's going on six years now. Um, and it's a summer um, residence uh, program, uh, three days, two nights, um, so a short stay, but still being able to experience um, the university a little bit more um, in depth 
than the one day outreach program that we do for fourth through eighth grade. Um, but, but SWE, you know, specifically, you know, SWE's touched me, um, through my career. Um, and, and also in that outreach piece, um, which is something that I'm really passionate about is, is introducing engineering as a career, um, option for, for anyone. And, um, along the way, um, I've got, uh, a son and, and two daughters and the older of my two daughters is also, um, a mechanical engineering major right now. Uh, she'll graduate in May, uh, with her degree in mechanical engineering. And I know that the, the last 15 years of me, um, being a member of SWE, um, all three of my children have gone to conferences, whether local or the annual um, society level conference. Um, they've <clears throat> participated with me in different activities, the outreach event. All three kids have uh, been volunteers at, have helped support. Um, and, and I know that, that that has shaped all three of them as well. That's great. Thank you, Karen, for sharing a little brief overview of your career and life uh, and how SWE has impacted it. And congratulations again on winning SWE's Global Leadership Award this year. Thank you so much, Jonna. Karen Ramsey-Item is the Global Technical Operations Excellence and Capacity Planning Leader at Cummins. For SWE, this is Jonna Gherkin, and thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.